Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Living Fearless Devotional. I'm Hedia, and this is Andy, uh, your host, and we're brought to you by ResurrectMinistry.com. Check out the website, find all of our content, our podcasts, articles from the Christian Post, uh, my show on His Glory TV, Remnant Rising, and soon you're going to find the Fearless Man podcast from Andy, too. Yes. It's up in uh, on all the uh, podcasting platforms now. Is it? Okay, yes. fantastic. Then we're so, going to have to create that link for everyone. Yes. And you can also send us a message in the comment section and partner with us. If you care to donate, we would be truly blessed. Thank you very much. Robert's asking, is it morning or night? It what? feels like uh, midnight, Robert. <laughs> We've had a busy day. I had a little procedure today. So if I have to run out of here really quick. Um, it's because of my preparation for the procedure, if you know what I mean. Maybe we shouldn't be recording, Schnuggums. <laughs> no, I should be okay. Um, and then we had the great pleasure of being at a, it's a, it was a five-day class, but now it's a four-day class, um, on demons and... Angels and demons. Angels and demons. Let's get the name of it. Do it the other way around. Um, Can't put the demons first. No, you're right. Um, Pastor Chris um, over at uh, Your Belinda, Your uh, Your Belinda Friends Church is teaching it, and um, he's doing an amazing job. He is considering that his wife went through a whole cancer cancer uh, mastectomy surgery. Yes, last oh. two weeks ago. I mean, that's one of the reasons why he went from five to four. But that I mean, it's it's totally understandable. Um, but um, it's not, it wasn't as bad as they thought it could be, but yet they still have to determine what type of treatment to rid her of the cancer. So keep Chris Ward and his wife in your prayers Yes, uh, that they have miraculous healing. Uh, and we'll tell you a little bit more about that class uh, that we learned tonight, which I think is pretty spectacular, pretty good stuff. Let me get rid of this frame and I'm going to go to our devotional today, which is uh, Smith Wigglesworth devotional. The title is Yielding. To God's plan. The reference is 2 Corinthians 1 5 that says, For us, the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our cons consolation also abounds through Christ. Ooh, oh, that's good. That makes sense. Wow. That's pretty good. Our suffering and our reward comes through Christ. Nice. Uh, the scripture reading is going to be 1 Corinthians 12 12 through 27. Smith says, uh, Chastening provokes or bestows upon us fruits unto holiness. Mm -hmm. It is in the hard places where we see no help that we cry out to God. He delivers us so that we can help the tempted. Mm -hmm. It was said of Jesus that he was in all points tempted as we were, or we are. Where did we receive strength to comfort us? It was at the end of vehement cries and tears. When the angel came just in time and ministered and saved him from death. Now, he can send angels to us. Mm. <laughs> when? Just when we are about to go straight down. Yes. At such times in the past, did he not stretch out to help us a stretch out to us a helping hand? God takes us to a place of need. And before we are barely aware of it, we are full of consolation toward the needy. How? The sufferings of Christ abound. Wow. 
The ministry of the Spirit abounds so often. It is great blessing. We do not know our calling in the Spirit. It's so, it is so much greater than our appreciation of it. Then we speak a word in season. Here and there we minister, sowing beside all waters as the Holy Spirit directs our paths. Paul and the people he ministered to, co-op, to cooperated. Hold on. Paul and the people he ministered to cooperated with one another. Here is the value of testing. Mm. It results in a great flow of life from one to another. There you John go. Wesley woke up one day and became conscious of his of the need of one establishing another. In this way, he bore witness to the ministry of the Spirit, and multitudes were born again in his meeting when they heard the wonderful works of God. They heard stories and had consolation poured out to them by the revelation of the Spirit. We are members of one another. When God's breath is upon us and we are quickened by the Holy Spirit, we can pour into each other wonderful ministries of grace and helpfulness. Thought for today. We need a strong ministry of consolation, not deterioration or living below our privileges. This is really timely. Yes. Not oh. just, of course, because of the angels, but also chastening provokes and bestows fruits of holiness. And that, that suffering is something we're supposed to use to help others get through their suffering. And one of the ladies in our church came up to me today at the class and she says, I love listening to you guys. And it's not because it was really sweet because she said, it's not like listening to one of the pastors where I'm, you know, fervently listening to learn something. She's like, oh, I'm not saying I don't learn from you, but she's saying, I feel like I learn with you. And I said, exactly. That's the goal is that we're trying to just provoke uh, one, we're hoping that you can learn f- from our experiences that there are other people suffering, trying, failing alongside you in this in this body of Christ, but also that it is uh, this experience of chastening and surviving and getting better that we're paying forward. Yes. And that's the living water that he's explaining that it's supposed that's this ministry of the spirit flowing from one to the next. That's funny. You should say that because um, before you made my podcast so much better, I was, when I was doing it by myself, almost every devotional I would start off saying, listen, this may not be an instructional type devotional. This is me learning in front of you. (laughs) And hopefully along with me, you will learn something as I'm, as I'm learning. Exactly. And so it's kind of been, it was kind of the purpose of the devotional in many ways, it was a, it was a selfish purpose in that it, it, it kind of forced me to get into it. Cause I promised one every day. And so it, it forced me to do a devotional every day that I might not do without the camera <laughs> for sure, <laughs> and without other people tuning in to go, I want to hear what he has to say today. Or I want to hear what Oswald Chambers has to say. Cause at the time I was in uh, utmost for his highest and um and that's really cool that she gets that feeling. I appreciate yes. that. I know it maybe on the surface it sounds a little funky, but it's no. exactly <laughs> she got exactly what the show is all about. Here is the value of testing. It results in a great flow of life mm-hmm. from one to another. Wow. There you have it, folks. 
our testing is a breeding ground of life from one to another. <laughs> and that's what she said. She said, I really appreciate hearing your stories of how you've overcome and you're surviving. And she's like, you're really honest. You're really honest about not getting there yet mm. and the struggles. And she says, that's just been really helpful. That's awesome. Yeah. I really like that. And I'll try not to do this very often, although I'm going to have a tendency to do it. Just like I go to the police stories and dog stories. Yes. But in the man podcast yesterday, uh, I read from my book, uh, uh, Walking with God and the Dog. And chapter nine was about um, the least of the kingdom. And about my, my walk was a little bit of that story. But really, the example that I gave is that in, in selecting dogs for police work, or whether it's patrol or, or detection or what have you. Um, but the interesting thing is, is that when I even fly to Europe or Canada to go find dogs for this job, the, the, really what I'm getting is the failures of other um, disciplines. There's, there's sport discipline for these types of dogs called Schutzen, KNPV. And if oh. the dog doesn't make the cut to be a champion of those dogs, then they sell the dogs. That's why they're two years old. Oh, because I remember I was listening and I remember you saying that these are like mangy animals. And I was like, oh, I thought they were like fancy, expensive no, dogs. They're stuck in kennels. They can't get rid of them. Oh. And uh, they wouldn't sell us over here in the United States. They're their best dogs. Oh. <laughs> and even and best dogs become show dogs? Become police dogs. The best dogs become uh, award-winning dogs that win competitions where they, they can now charge a lot of money for breeding, kind of like racehorses. Yeah, like show dogs, yeah. right? Or, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, and so they go through a lot of dogs to find one. Right? And, then and then the rest of those become the police failures dogs. failures become police dogs. <laughs> they wow. failed at something. Either their obedience is lousy or their bite isn't that strong or uh, what have you. Their tracking isn't you know, what not it should be. perfectly, aesthetically perfect either. Right? Probably not. Sometimes yeah. they don't look good. Now, the dogs for detection work, those I get out of shelters and rescues. Those are really the least of us, at least of dogs, that they've been uh, re even rejected by their human partners and, and given wow. away. And again, these are dogs are, that are a year and a half, two years old, three years old. They're and, not puppies. And that's the analogy to the kingdom, folks. We are the least of the kingdom. <laughs> but now back to my point. You asked a couple of questions, so I had to answer them. But when we get to yes. this, it no, is. No, that is it, that right? Is it. We are the least of the kingdom. Right. God uses the broken. And it, we should have been in, in a kennel, in a, a shelter. <laughs> that's why I'm a mangy mutt that ended up <laughs> in a kennel and got rescued by you uh. and God. <laughs> but yeah, what a great that. story. I write a great story. What a great devotional uh, and timely devotional. You're right. Yes. Uh, everything that's going on. And I, I hope that others that are watching are, are getting the same thing out of it. If you wouldn't mind commenting and let us know what you think about the devotional or about our show. Uh, maybe there's something going on in your life you need prayer for. Make sure and put it in the comments so that we can see it. There was another part here about um, sending angels. Where was that? He'll send an angel. Towards the top. Towards the top. So he can send angels to us when, when we're just about to go straight down. And when, and then I caught, I, of course, angels is the thing that caught my attention, but straight down, then straight down being led by sin, sin, <laughs> straight down led by Satan. Yeah. Because um, there's no temptation that God does not provide a means of escape. And so if we're willing 
to escape it, he can send angels, he can send a message to the Holy Spirit. He will do everything possible to rescue us if we allow him to. And sometimes if we're broken enough. And if we're broken we enough. We just go, okay, I can't take anymore. <laughs> I, can't, I can't deal with this. I need your help, God. Yes, we yes. should be doing that anyways. But Yeah, didn't do it only when we're broken. Uh, let's read uh, 1 Corinthians 12, right? That's the right one? Yeah. Oh, did we? Did you put it in the thing? No. Okay, let me uh, put it in the banner so that you guys can see it. Hold on. It is. Oops, I always do that. There we go. Right, 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 27. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all of its parts are from one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given of one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be, every one of them. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving great honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Wow. Now it's so interesting, and now that I've heard this probably for the, I don't know how many Because we're doing times. this in our life group, too. Yeah. <laughs> is that um, in, in a, on a healthy person, um, there's not one part of our body that's wasted. Nor would we think we it's disposable. Right. I mean, we might think, well, I barely use my pinky, but have you ever hurt your pinky? <laughs> and you realize how much you use it and how much how useful it is on a daily basis. You go, my gosh, this pinky that I thought really didn't matter. Or your pinky toe, yes. that little tiny little guy. You're thinking, yeah, what is that? I could cut that off if somebody paid me a couple hundred dollars for it. <laughs> Under? You know what I mean. A lot of money. <laughs> 10 million thousand. Um, and you'd say, yeah, but then when you didn't have it, you'd be probably slightly off balance. Yes. Or maybe not run as fast or whatever. So crazy. I, I injured my knee. Of oh, course. Knees are really important. <laughs> we know knees are super important. I mean, our eyelashes, the, the, even the hairs in our nose. Yeah, no, I'm having eye issues, folks. So please pray for me. But mm. the, the burning the burning of my eyes is you just don't even realize the, the slightest thing that that's off what pain it causes. And when you really meditate on this scripture, you realize that if God sees us as one body and one of us is really hurting and the rest of the body doesn't care how much it grieves, 
God and why they tell us to be um, gracious to the poor and to the indigent and whoever else is in need of care and not to look down on anyone because that's so, everyone is so precious to God. You know, the one thing also just on a little side note is that it's impossible to not believe that there is a God when we, when you really look at what this is. Right. Right. Even though we may not like it when Perfection. we look in the mirror with our clothes off, I'm telling you, it is, it is a miracle. I mean, it is just, it's so crazy to think that I once even kind of thought that maybe we might've been just an accident of amoeba, amoebas, amoebas or some, you know, globule that just by accident at the right time, lightning struck it and caused to give like Frankenstein. <laughs> uh, but you just think of like the, the skin, the largest organ on our body, the skin and all that it does and what it's responsible for heating, cooling, um, protecting, keeping all of it's our fantastic. guts together that we're made up of, of so much water it's and how our gut works and our throat. I mean, it's just, how is it possible that you could, you couldn't. But the masterpiece it, has a designer. Yes. How yes. is it possible? I mean, I look at my friend, the atheist that comes on, uh, on Twitch and I wish he was on now because I would just say, explain that. And then they just have this Hubble uh, telescope that's now able to see billions of year light years away now. Yep. And, and that it actually, the, the darkness actually bends the light. This is miraculous stuff. <laughs> I mean, I get, I, I kind of get giddy thinking about it. And now I get the chills thinking there's no way that all this was an accident. Why don't the planets crash into each other? <laughs> They have the only way that the, the solar system can stay intact is with its perfection. Yeah. Any one of those things gets out of whack. It's all destroyed. Exactly. One planet gets out of whack and it all caves into each other. Amazing. Amen. God Sorry. is good. Went on a little tangent there. All right. Uh, Hebrews 5, 7. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication, was strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Isaiah 5, uh, 54. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. That's beautiful. Isaiah was a prophet, you know, and he, uh, is describing why he could speak on God's behalf and how beautiful, beautiful yeah. right. <laughs> to describe yourself as that. I know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. That's such a gift. Yeah. It's a gift that we should all hope oh, to okay. cultivate. Thanks for taking me that time. I was walking up the aisle at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Yes. There was somebody that was weary and I just walked right on past. Well, you're not going to do that again. That's why the memory of it's so clear. <gasps> oh, I see it in everything. My gosh. Uh, Jan is on and she says, Hi, Jan. Oh, she's a little late, but yeah, you didn't miss much <laughs> other than the devotional maybe. Uh, and that she loves this passage of scripture. Yeah. First Corinthians 12 is a wealth of knowledge and, and information about the spirit and how God um, divides up the spirit. And gives is, to each of us. This is the Apostle Paul talking to the Church of Corinth. Of Corinth. Corinth. Nice. I sound like Joe Biden there. I, 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 I couldn't pronounce it. 
<laughs> these, words, these words are hard. Um, oh, I know I was going to ask you. Um, tonight, when we were, uh, so we're at. Friends Church. I know, but Demon. Angels and angels demons. Angels and demons. <laughs> Angels. How could you forget angels? <laughs> I don't know. The Anaheim Angels sign is right. I can almost see it. Anaheim, uh, Anaheim Angels. Angels and demons. I'm told, I told you. I had a little procedure today, and I had given a little drug, so I'm a little loopy. Um, what? So tonight we talked about Satan. And, Satan. and there's a lot of things that I had in my little noggin. That we all have. That I thought to be true. Yes. And trusted, again, teachers. Who had said that the, that Satan is a fallen angel? First of all, how many of you that are watching right now thought? Don't give the answer of what what he actually is, but how many of you thought or think that uh, Satan is a fallen angel? Uh, just I'll give you a few minutes to to type that into the comments. Um, and this class that we're in again is a class given by Chris Ward over at uh, Your Belinda Friends Church, and um, just really teaching us about, you know, the details of who angels are, what they are, what the difference of they uh, of them and the, and the not, is it cherubs, cherub, cherub, and um, you know, do they have wings? To does everybody get to get their own angel? Does it does an angel take up a seat in your car when you're driving down the road? To a personal bodyguard, Satan, you know, who was Satan? And this is uh, the only passage of scripture, Ezekiel 28, 13 and 19, that describes who Satan actually is. So the origins of Satan, this is the only passage of scripture that um, everyone basically has extracted uh, who Satan is. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone adorned you, carnelian, chrysolite, emerald, topaz. Onyx and jasper, lapis, turquoise, and beryl. Your settings and mountings were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. You were anointed as a guardian cherub. So I ordained you. You were on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Though your widespread trade you fill through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I drove you in disgrace from the Mount of God, and I expelled you, guardian cherub, from among the fiery stones. So Satan, nobody answered. But Satan, <laughs> Satan is not an angel, not, not a fallen angel. No. Oh, sorry. And it goes on in 17. Your heart became proud on account of your beauty, and you, are corrupt, and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to earth. I made a spectacle of you before kings. By your many sins and dishonest trade, you have desecrated your sanctuaries. So Chris started out the teaching today that, uh, you know, of course, asked the same question that we asked of everybody uh, here. And uh, the answer is that there's nowhere in the Bible that says that he was a, a fallen angel. Yes. And this whole time I could have sworn that it was probably in there and I just couldn't tell you where it was. But no, it was a cherub. And a cherub is not an angel. No. Which we learned in a previous class. Yes. <laughs> Spiritual, it's a spiritual being that guarded uh, God's presence. And that's why he was thrown out of God's presence. Oh, and the power of Satan in the Old Testament versus the new. So there's all these theories on why the Old Testament, uh, Satan only appears in three out of the 69 books, I think he said. 
uh, and why he's so prevalent in the New Testament. And he, had, he, and he articulated a number of theories, but the one that he says he believes most in, which really resonated with me, was that uh, it wasn't until, so Satan's uh, operation mostly in the Old Testament was in the heavens. He was the accuser. And so he would come to God and accuse uh, his servants so that um, God would, they would lose favor in God's eyes. And pointing out that he used guys that were weak, like uh, Joshua and the devil. But even using him, he's a, he's a mess. Right. But even Job. And he said, oh, he only worships you because you protect him. You know, if you don't worship him, he won't. uh, If you don't protect him, he won't worship you. So just constantly he was the accuser. But in the New Testament, because there is no longer accusation, when God looks at us, he sees the finished work of the cross in Christ. Satan was, and then he's plunged down, as we know in the book of Revelation, plunged to earth. Now his biggest battle is to stop us from reaching salvation, for, you know, never reaching the state of salvation and that seal that we get from the Holy Spirit. And if he could derail us, even once we are sealed, from our mission, because even once we're sealed, okay, so he hasn't been able to, to prevent us from salvation, but he can prevent us from operating in the earth. And if we were just to realize how crafty an enemy we have, but yet we have been given all of the powers to defeat him. If we, if we just use them right. and that he's a defeated enemy. And we say these like as cliches in church, you know, but it's really important to operationalize it in our lives where we realize when we're getting attacks that seem to come from nowhere, we say, okay, the enemy's trying to confuse me with God's word because he does use God's word as he did with Jesus in the wilderness. And he will try to prevent me from my purpose and from my calling and to lose faith in God. And you say, okay, wait a minute. And he can cause physical afflictions. He can cause illness. And I've always thought this, that when, and I've had a number of conversations of, with God, especially when I had a, the scare of cancer, where I, uh, that the, I had made this very strong commitment to the Lord to offer myself as a sacrifice, to devote myself to him in exchange for the health, you know? And when I felt like I had really fallen, like, you know, when we were moving that, time that we have spoken about on the devotional, I almost felt like I had these conversations with God is with like, I, I protect your health for this purpose. If you disobey me, I cannot promise that. You know what I mean? And it's, it, it's, it, it's because Satan can afflict us with physical ailment. And uh, Smith has said many times in this, that if you have any physical ailments, it's because of Satan. You know, because otherwise God would protect you. So what hole do you have in your life that's allowing that to get in? That's a really, I mean, that's a deep thought, folks. I'm not going that far to say that, but that's a pretty deep thought to think that there is some transgression in your life or some misalignment or some attack that causes whatever physical ailments we have. The devil can even uh, take over a political party like the Democratic Party here in the United States. completely taken over that party with every, I mean, when you think about all the things that they are trying to do, it's nothing but destruction. Yeah. Because Satan is only one, but he has angels and 
demons at his disposal and he has people that are demonically possessed or under his control to operate. And Chris tells this story of how he has this encounter with this woman who comes up in church in the precise moment where he's preaching on a subject that was very uncomfortable for him. And she totally disrupts the sermon, walks in, and then he says something. She walks out and totally rattled him. And that his father says to him, isn't it interesting that Satan sent a messenger right at the time, which was most critical for you? His dad was working as an usher at the church at the time, and they kept trying to get people to sit in the seat that she would eventually sit in, and nobody would sit in it. So <laughs> deep, so crazy. Yeah, and it's just we have to realize sometimes that things that are sent to us or that come uh, come on our way, we, whether it's somebody of the opposite sex or some some influence that comes in our life, we're like, this is not right. This is not normal, and that God can send people demonically possess his minions to derail us. And how, look how many celebrity pastors we see that have fallen into sexual sin and immorality and how much of that was just a satanic mm -hmm. attack against them. Yep. Go for it. Jan says, like us, wow, always thought cherubs were angels. This right? Didn't we all think cherubs were angels? I thought they were little fat babies with little tiny wings. Yes. And they're not. Angels don't even have wings. Angels don't have wings. Shocking. <laughs> that too. I wanted, and I thought we would get wings. We right? don't get wings either. No, I, that, that? I didn't think we got wings. I was mean, that the Catholics? On. Was that the Catholics that came up with the wing Did thing? Did they tell you that people got wings too? I don't know. Every one of those, the pictures of Mary has angels flying around her. But she doesn't have wings. No. Okay. But then some of you go, oh, another angel gained its wings. Oh, yeah. Those, yeah. Back weird expressions yeah my hair is all messed up from my hospital bed uh oh kate has a good one for you <laughs> so I'm, not gonna, auto, I'm not gonna even tackle you, this one so my autoimmune diseases are because of sin in my life uh, kate i am the last person on earth that could say that but that's the theory put forth is that satan uh causes physical illnesses not every single illness necessarily comes from him but he's the one that causes it and uh, whether it's past sin or present sin or a trial, because Paul described the thorn in his flesh that was sent as a messenger of Satan as well. Um, God, God knows best. This is just the theories that were put forward. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing too petty, I would think, for the devil no. to attack somebody for. Chris uh, you know, talked about his wife getting yes. breast cancer. And that he believes that it is Satan trying to disrupt the good that they're doing in one way or another. My, my thought, my first thought too, was that it was trying to keep him from doing that class. That and it, again, that seems petty. Like really he's talking to, you know, 30 people on these classes, 30, 40 people. But yeah, I, I, I think it's, it seems so unfathomable. Like, don't you have beer? Don't you have wars to start? Don't you have worlds to destruct and you're worrying about us? Well, you don't know, right? Because yeah. you don't know what the destiny is of every single person sitting in that room. Right. <sighs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's like the story of Pastor Jack Hibbs. Why was he saved from that abortion? You know, mm -hmm. did anybody have an, any idea that he would go on and lead thousands and thousands of people? 
to saving faith, saving faith in Christ. So who knows what the people are capable of who will take this message that he could have derailed. And Chris was explaining that they had been so healthy that it escaped health conditions for so long that it had occurred to him that they were just truly blessed in that way. And then that attack came and he said he felt very strongly that it was a satanic attack. And, um, Oh, look at what Kate said. I was, I was running seminars before I got these. Wow. That's super deep. Yes. So he says that as well. So let me clarify. It's not just from sin, but that it could also be an attack. So it could be to derail what you're doing, what you're doing in in the name of God. Wow. I mean, and I wanted to ask a question, but I, I didn't ask it tonight, but I do want to ask him about, you know, COVID, you know, what it's done to churches all around the United States, Canada, um, where they said nobody can go to church. Yes. I mean, you can't get any more of an attack on the church than that. Oh, yeah. Where, where the interesting thing is that they said you can't sing in church here in California. You can't sing in church. You can't go to church. And then while you're in church, if you somehow decide to say it, you cannot sing. You cannot worship your God. Can you imagine if we said that to Muslims? You can't. Oh, all hell would break loose. At least that's the one thing the Muslims have managed to accomplish is scare everybody out of their wits of what they're capable of. You know, like you can say that to anybody but the Muslims, you know, so racist, so racist. It is so racist. They just assume that all Christians are pushovers. Tell the Christians not to go to church. They'll close. They'll fall like a deck of cards. So pathetic. Yeah, they didn't uh, know that they'd have uh, you know the three or four pastors that we have around us. Three, yeah, literally. Right. <laughs> that saved that saved the earth. Yeah. God doesn't need many. All right, wanna, uh, there's a lot more about tonight that's fantastic. But um, hopefully, um, when he decides to have it go live on the internet, we'll make sure and share that with you. But it's a yes. This is just a beta class that he's doing right now, so I can't imagine what the what the finished product will be. It'll, It'll be, be amazing. Really good. One more, one more comment from Kate. I have not been outside my home for two and a half years because doctors said COVID would destroy me. Oh, Kate, that's a lie from the pit of hell. I hope that you, you know, that you truly believe that he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. And don't accept that. Don't accept that lie over you. That's years, Kate. That's like that's like a demon working through that doctor too. That makes me so sad. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Doctors are, I don't know, they've they've got problems. There's some amazing doctors out there that said, "Yeah, I'm not buying into this. This you're you're not you're not addressing what the true science is." Auto, you know, not autoimmune. Um, what's it when you ha- when you get it and you have it? Uh, immunity. Immunity. But what's the natural immunity? Natural immunity. Um, it, 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 no time do they ever take into consideration uh, natural immunity on any subject, on anything. Uh, but I, I can go on with all the stuff that I've learned over the last couple of years. Don't, put a, don't put a quarter in Andy yeah, about put a, COVID. So much science. I can tell you about with uh, the stuff that's just so, it's a, such nonsense. Um, anything else, my love? That's it. I got a lot of things swimming in my head. Yeah, we could go on for another hour, but it's late here. It's tw- uh, 1024. 
Pacific Standard Time, nighttime uh, for Robert. Um, why don't you tell him about the Edify app before we jump off here? Yes. Uh, and I like to pray for, let's pray for Kate too. Oh, that'd be awesome. I have no Zero. Well, you do have immunity, Kate. You have God's immunity. Uh, dear Lord, we lift up our daughter, your daughter, not our daughter, your daughter, Kate. <laughs> Sorry, it's late. Uh, we lift up your daughter, Kate, uh, Lord, and we ask you to bind the enemy and that you speak your truth over her, Lord, that you remind her she is your daughter. She is nobody else's child but yours. She is a child of God and she has your protection and that she may go wheresoever she wants on the earth with your protection. Lord, give her a supernatural healing. Let her feel in every cell, in every blood vessel of her body that you and the blood of Christ run through her veins. And that it is you who have dominion and control over her cells, not Satan. We bind the enemy, Lord, that he shall have no control, that he, get, he leaves, that he gets out of her body. On the command of the Lord Jesus Christ, out, out. And she has only your protection, Lord, and your supernatural recovery and healing, and that she'll feel that throughout her body and that she knows to live as Christ, to, is to live as Christ and to die as gain, and that to be absent from the body is to be alive with Christ. And so no matter what she wins, no matter what, what she's, she wins and she has the victory and that we all as children of God have victory and the power and the authority within us to trample serpents and, and to kill scorpions and to defeat death, hell, sin, and the grave. Uh, Lord, help us to walk in the surety of that faith and that victory. We love you. We honor you. And we're so grateful for redeeming us, saving us, and giving us a life worth living. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, my friends, we love you guys. And Jan says, I'll pray for your eyes. Thank, oh, you. thank you. Another demonic attack, I tell you. <laughs> All right, my friends, we love you. And it is Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless. God bless. Take care.